Hey, welcome to the Everyday Mealmanship Podcast. My name is Ty Evans, and on this podcast, we believe that if you bring out the best in your mules, your mules will bring out the best in you. Enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Hey friends, welcome to the Everyday Mealmanship Podcast. My name is Ty Evans, and I appreciate you hanging out with us today, listening. 2020's been a heck of a year for all of us. Um, there's been all sorts of stuff we've learned, and uh, you know I'm not gonna go into you know all the uh, COVID stuff and the political stuff and all that because some of the most important things I learned this year just have everything to do with mules. And um, I kind of want to talk about just the the main um, understanding that I've gained just this year. It finally hit me. And I think this is super important for all of us to know. Um, so... If you've been following along with our podcast for, oh shoot, it wouldn't take you too long to figure this out, but then, you know, if you listened to an episode or two, you'd realize that, you know, my main emphasis with mules is is making bridal mules and helping people with their mules so that they might have the opportunity to make a bridal mule themselves. Now, I'm, most of People that come to my clinics aren't interested in making bridal meals, um, but they want help with problems. They want help with issues, and uh, most people just want to have a good, safe saddle meal um, to go down the trail. But, like I said, my main interest in the equine world is making bridal meals and helping people do the same. Now, if you've listened to previous episodes as well, you've maybe listened to the Snap a Bit episode or the Checklist episode or whatever. And, you know, before I graduate out of Snap a Bit, I need to have quite a few things going pretty good for me. I need to have quite a list of accomplishments that that, that meal needs to be able to to have achieved and, and be able to perform these different moves. Um... And, uh, you know, I, I've always held them to a pretty high standard, you know, that they need to achieve in the snaffle bit before I move to the hackamore. And if this is your first time, your first episode listening to Everyday Mealmanship, then it's important that you kind of know the progression of making a bridal meal. And I'll just say it real quick so you know. But I work all my mules in a snaffle bit in the very beginning. I start them in a snaffle bit. And I stay in that snaff a bit. It takes me oh, two or three years to accomplish the things I need to accomplish in the snaff a bit before I graduate. And then I graduate, make sure you emphasize that word, graduate, to the hackamore. And I ride them in a hackamore for about a year. Um, and then I go into the two-rain. If you're not familiar with the two-rain, the two-rain is basically a small... Um, half inch or three eighths inch uh, hackamore, along with your bridle set setup. And the bridles that I use are like a half breed 
Um, you can use a spade bit. Sometimes um, there's other bits that you could use as well, but but I like the half breed. And uh, anyway, so, so you'll combine these two. That's why it's called the two rain. And I ride in the two rain for about a year as well. And then I graduate to straight up in the bridle. That's where they're just wearing the bridle bit only. So that's that's what I do. That's the process. That's that's what I'm trying to achieve. Uh, it takes time. It takes time to build the knowledge, the understanding, uh, the biomechanics. You got to build the physical structure uh, in these mules and horses, um, and the maturity. It's a journey, and it's a, a really fun journey. But getting around to what I'm, what I want to say, what I learned mostly in 2020, and this is something that I really hope will help you, is I have learned that it's so important to just to to bring out the best in each individual mule or horse or donkey. So in the snaffle bit. You know, if you listen back to that episode, if you get a chance to do it, you know I talk about what I need to do. Do the best that you can with that mule through those pieces, those requirements. Just do the best that you can do and the best that that mule can do. So right now I have a mule. Um, and if any of you... uh followed our everyday mulemanship challenges that we did all of 2020. We did 48 weeks worth of 2020 uh, of these uh, everyday mulemanship challenges. Um, then you'll recognize the mule I'm about to talk about. My mule, Riata. Uh, big, big red mule. She's about 15'2", 15'3", hands tall. Big mule. Um, and uh, you know, we've been progressing through the snaffle bit. She, she's doing really good. I'm very, very happy with Riata. I love that mule. Riata is the first mule I have ever had in my whole life that I've been this attached to. Uh, I just love that mule. She just has a big heart, a lot of try. Now, not to sound critical of Riata, because I'm not. I love that mule. But it's it's been hard for me not to be too too critical of all these maneuvers and she she has been the mule that has helped me realize that i just need to bring out the best in that mule in that mule's abilities and help that mule be the best that it can be and it's so important not to compare mules and oh my gosh if you're a trainer listening i mean you know, if you're being honest, really, your job is to compare. You know, like, that's how you grade your progress, right? You know, you're comparing this mule to that mule, this horse to that horse. So, as I've been working Riata, I've been so, I really have been critical. I try not to be, but I have been. You know, she 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 does not have good confirmation, um, if you wanted to get picky about that, she doesn't have good confirmation. She's not built to be a good stopper. And in fact, that has been one of her big um, <clears throat> holdups, I guess, is getting this good stop. 
she's got big old cow hawks, <laughs> you know, and and uh, she's heavy on the front end. And we're, we've been doing all sorts of exercises, you know, things we teach in the clinics, trying to get her lighter on the forehand to build this better stop. Now, some of you listening, uh, you know, you got to understand, I'm trying to build a really high quality stop. I'm not just, I mean, she stops just fine if if you're judging this off of just controllability, you know, like going down the trail or whatever. But, um, you know, when, when I have, have her in a situation, I'm trying to really uh, utilize a mule. Like, you know, for example, the other day we had to doctor um, our calves here um, and, and give them, uh, well, we weren't doctoring, we were just vaccinating, doing our fall vaccinations. And yeah, so we were open and, um, you know, I'd, I'd get a hold of one and, and she was just, just a little sluggish about getting to the stop. Uh, you know, not out of control at all. Some people, when I th- talk about, you know, uh, getting a stop, they have really low standards and they're thinking just, well, when Ty says he doesn't have a good stop, it must be a runaway. No, that's, she's not at all. She's, she's a good mule. And, and anybody else would be like, oh, her stop is great, but I'm trying to make a bridal mule here. I'm not trying to make a, a, a dude plug. And, you know, she just has a hard time getting those haunches under her when she stops. And, and you know, that's been a, one of my hang-ups. Um, you know, the refinement of the moves, you know, of like a turnaround. You know, she's, uh, uh, because she has a hard time getting on her haunches, she has a hard time doing these turnarounds real nice, and she kind of hits herself now and again with her legs. And, um, you know, there's no, uh, not that I'm trying to get any speed, but I do want some punctualness, but she has a hard time getting around punctually, you know, so like if it, when a cow's going by me and I want to get get out ahead of it and get it stopped, you know, she's a little slow through those turnarounds. So there's been these hangups I've had and, uh, you know, trying to get her basically to what my standards are, um, and this is where the revelation this year has come, is, like I said earlier, I just need to, my job is to bring out the best in that mule to the best of my abilities. And I feel like I'm doing that. And just because she doesn't compare to some of the other mules I have or uh, other mules or other horses that uh, you know I'm around or see or, or people I know or whatever, doesn't mean that she is not ready to graduate to the Hackamore. She can complete everything on my checklist that I need to be able to accomplish on, uh, or excuse me, in the snaffle bit. You know, so from here on out, it is just refinement. Well, that is what the Hackamore is for. That is what the two-rein is for, is for that refinement. Once they're straight up in the bridle, they should be just refined. However, the refining really never stops. But, you know, they should be pretty well on their way to success when they're in the bridle. Um, that's a... If, if you see me riding something with just a bridle on, it can be respected. You know, that, that animal deserves some respect because it's gone through that education. Now, that doesn't go for everybody because I see plenty of people wearing bridle bits that uh, that really shouldn't be. And I'm not going to go into that on this episode, but um, so that's what I'm trying to say here is, is yeah, bring out the best in that mule, and 
you know, when you go to graduate, take inventory. Can you do all the maneuvers required in the snaffle bit? So if you can do all the physical maneuvers and the animal is physically built and has, you know, that's a big part of the snaffle bit progression that a lot of people don't uh, recognize or maybe they do. Maybe they don't remember. Maybe they forget. I don't know. But that snaffle bit stage is for building muscle, building, you know, going through those bi the biomechanics of the mule or the horse and building those connections through the body and the mind. That's a big part of that process that needs, that needs to be there. Because once I go into the hackamore and especially into the bridle, I have less aid to help me signal that animal. Uh, you know, snaffle bit versus the bridle bit on control is, I mean, my snaffle bit is way higher up on being able to control my animal than my bridle bit. You know, if I wanted to get ran away with, uh, you know, I just put a bridle bit on a young mule. Well, boy, I'm going to get ran away with for sure. Um, so, you know, as you progress up through this, this, uh, this series of uh, basically education, this, these steps of education, you're giving up your aids, your communication, your signals. So that's why it's so important to have things going good in the snaffle bit while you, while you kind of have, well, in the snaffle bit, you got a lot of help. And there's a lot of things you can do in a snaffle bit that you can't do in a bridle. So it's important to build that. But my revelation is, again, just do the best that you can do, the best that I can do, uh, and bring out the best in that animal. So to graduate out of the snaffle bit, my mule doesn't have to turn around as good as, as your mule. And your mule doesn't have to stop as good as my mule. Your mule, my mule doesn't have to back up as good as your mule. And your mule doesn't have to um, change leads as good as my mule. But you're trying to do the best you can to bring out the best in them. So that's been my, my biggest piece of revelation that I have found, that I have come across in 2020. And I feel that's so important. Um, now I'm going to implement that as I, as I progress in my equine journey, my mulemanship, my horsemanship journey through my life. I'm going to remember this to, you know, um, they're, they're all so different. They're all built different. They're all bred different, you know, um, and we all have different abilities too. And I'm sure the bridal mules I'm making today uh, will look quite a lot different than the bridal mules I make 20 years from now, I hope. I hope the ones I make 20 years from now are quite a lot better in, in every aspect of judgment that you would like to put on them. I hope they're better 20 years from now than they are right now. If not, there's a problem with me. I'm not learning. I'm not progressing. So anyways, um, I know I kind of just rambled on through this podcast episode. So I hope you hung in there with me. I hope this gives you something to chew on, something to think about, because uh, I'm, I'm still chewing on it. I'm still trying to sort this out in my mind, um, you know, trying to figure this stuff out. So anyways, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. If I could ask you a favor, um, I'd be so grateful if you would uh, leave us a five-star rating 
and write a review for us. I'd be so grateful if you could do that, if you could take the time to do that. Um, and uh, another thing I'd like, like you to do, if you have the time, is screenshot your favorite episode of the Everyday Mealmanship podcast. And if you're on social media, please post it and tell your friends about your favorite episode. Um, I'd be very grateful. So, anyways, thanks for listening. God bless you all, and we will see you down the road.